0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Micro Famous. I am super excited because we're talking about limiting beliefs and how to break them. And I don't know about you, but if I have the choice of breaking limiting beliefs after a client signs up or before they sign up, I'm gonna pick before every single time. And uh, one of the things that we often find ourselves dealing with, is if we're a thought leader and we get into a client relationship with somebody, we start to realize that their beliefs play a big role in whether they actually take action and get results, right? No matter how good we are, you know, you can take the same, the same client and give them to two different thought leaders and get two wildly different results because of the beliefs and how that thought leader deals with the beliefs inside the client's mind. Right. So, in this particular episode, I want to give you some examples. We're going to pull some examples from coaching, from consulting, from podcasting. And I just want to lay out why and how you'd want to break limiting beliefs, right? Help people get over the beliefs that hold them back. And just in a practical way, how you can use your content to do that, right? Well, what type of content do you share? What kind of content breaks limiting beliefs and changes people's beliefs to the beliefs that you want them to have, right? So, we obviously can't deal with all of the limiting beliefs that our clients have before they sign up and I'll get to that at the end. But, um, you know, we all know that there are things that our clients believe that hold them back. You know, they could be beliefs about the world, uh, beliefs about their industry, beliefs about themselves and what they're capable of, um, beliefs about what we can do as a thought leader. There's all kinds of things that kind of are, is going on inside the minds of our clients and, um, we have the choice effectively as thought leaders How do we deal with that, especially in the coaching consulting world? Do we just get them in the door, get them signed up, and then deal with the limiting beliefs as we go? Or can we actually use content to break some of those limiting beliefs before they even show up on our doorstep so that they get better results faster from the work together? And I believe we can. So the question really for this episode is, when do you want to deal with those limiting beliefs and how do you decide which ones to attack? So that's what we're going to talk about. Now, let's go into the very first example, which is business coaching. So let's say you are a business coach and one of your, let's say your main promise is that you can help business owners and entrepreneurs double their income while cutting their working hours in half, right? And some variation of that promise is fairly common in the business coaching world. Uh, If you're in the coaching world a lot, you absolutely know and you have rock solid confidence that that's possible. You know that you can do that for clients. But what if your clients have the limiting belief that doubling their income means doubling their workload and their stress? You know, I mentioned this in, in the Micro Famous book, um, you know, what happens if your clients believe that raising their income means that, you know, they're not going to, they're going to see their family less, they're not going to be able to hit the gym as much, they're not going to feel as good physically, uh, you know, whatever it is, they, they just have all kinds of hangups around what it actually means if they doubled their business and what the reality of their daily life would look like. Well, guess what the result of that is? If you're a business coach, you know exactly where this is going, self-sabotage, right? Because if they have the belief internally that holds them back, that doubling their income is going to also double their stress and their, you know, essentially eliminate any free time they have to spend with their family, they're going to sabotage their own efforts, right? Either they're not going to take action or they're going to take action for a while and then it's going to fall off or they're going to do all sorts of things to sabotage themselves. You know, they're going to fudge the data that they, they, that they report in. They're going to not track their metrics correctly. They're going to do all kinds of stuff. But essentially, they're going to self-sabotage their own business on the way to doubling because they believe that doubling their, their business means doubling their stress and eliminating their free time. So in order to get them to actually move forward, you got to be able to deal with that limiting belief, okay? So the question is, well, how do you do that, right? Well, here's, here's what I believe in terms of the content that you produce, and I'll just use podcasts as an example. So if you're hosting a podcast and you're a business coach, you wanna smash that limiting belief, right? You wanna smash that limiting belief that doubling your business means raising your stress and raising your working hours. You're like, no, I wanna hit back on that. Great, go out and find every person you can find that, that looks like an ideal client for you and have successfully doubled their business and cut their working hours in half, whether you coach them or not, go find them and interview them on your podcast, right? Have that conversation where you set the stage and let them tell the story of before, during and after, where they were you know, working all these hours and couldn't grow and couldn't grow and couldn't grow and finally they broke through and they realized that they didn't need to work more and they didn't need to take on more stress, they needed more systems, they needed more people and they needed to let go of some control and all that stuff. Let them tell that story, right? And let your audience hear what they went through and how they broke their own limiting beliefs around doubling their business right? Let them hear the results. Let them hear from that person how now they live in this world where they've doubled or maybe even tripled their income and actually work half as much and have half the stress that they used to. They see their family more. They get more time at the gym. They work less. Uh, let them hear that person's story. Go do it over and over and over and over again. Now, it's even better when it's a client of yours, right? Because then you can really zero in on the very specific tools, strategies, and tactics that you help them implement that is unique to your coaching. And that's always phenomenal when you can do that. But I would go out and find any success story that I can that illustrates that thing and it breaks that limiting belief. Uh, And then complement that with solo episodes, content, or articles that really hit at those very specific things that you do as a coach to help clients break through and double their income while cutting their working hours in half. How do you do that? Well, you know, here's, here's one of my systems for cutting working hours. You know, Here's one of our, the things that we help our clients do to increase sales without taking more time. You know, Here's what we help our clients do on the marketing side to create more demand without them having to be on social media all the time. You know, share the specifics on what you do for clients down to the level of tools, strategies, systems, templates, things like that, right? Give people a vision Give people a vision of where you want to take them, a roadmap to get there, and some of the specifics on the tools that you would use to help them get there, right? All of those things are going to open up the minds of your listeners and break those limiting beliefs that hold them back. Okay, So that's the coaching example and I I guarantee there's a lot of people here that are resonating with this that, that understand exactly what I mean because you deal with coaching clients on a daily basis. Limiting beliefs are one of the most frustrating parts of your job and let me tell you, you do not have to deal with these on a daily basis with clients. Will you deal with some of them at some point? Absolutely, but you can in the content that you produce before somebody signs up, you can break some of the most frustrating, most harmful limiting beliefs before they ever show up and get into your coaching program. All right, so that's coaching. Now let's shift gears and talk a little bit about an example from consulting. Let's say that you were a company like uh, EOS or um, I just lost the name of uh, uh, Gazelles. Uh, Let's say you're an organization that coaches professional services companies on how to scale and exit, right? Professional service firms, you wanna help them scale and exit, right? Get out of the business, either sell it or create a succession plan that allows them to move into like a, a chairman of the board role and let somebody else take over as CEO. Okay, so that's the consulting role that you're in. Well, what's the limiting belief? A lot of times you'll find in that situation that the founder, the CEO, whoever's in the leadership role that you're supposed to be coaching on how to scale and exit, has the belief inside them that their people and that company needs them to succeed right? That every major decision needs to be run through them and every personnel decision needs to be run through them, right? Just you'll find that that belief is somewhere in there a lot of times. And that is a limiting belief because it keeps them from building the right team, building the right systems that would allow them to scale and exit, which if that's what they really want, that's what they claim that they want. They shouldn't have that limiting belief that the company needs them to succeed. But I bet you'll find a lot of times they do have that belief. So the question is, how do you, you know, what, like, what does that result in? well you know the results if you ever worked with a company like that you've got Uh, They don't take the team building part seriously. They don't put realistic succession plans in place. They they drag their feet on building the systems internally that will allow a company to come in and buy them with rock solid confidence, right? And so the results are sluggishness. They're not really open or positioned to really good exiting opportunities. They really can't scale, right? Because they can't put the team building and the other types of systems in place to bring a talent pipeline in, to bring a sales and marketing pipeline in that doesn't depend on them because they assume assume that the company needs them to grow okay so that's the result now what content can you share that will break that limiting belief before they come in the door? Well, go out and find every professional service firm owner who's scaled and exited. Go find them and get their story. Let, let them tell the story and set the vision of how they broke that limiting belief, how they got over the fear of letting go of control, how they hired somebody for the CEO role and stepped out, or how, or how they sold their company and watched it flourish even as they walked away off into the sunset with a nice, healthy paycheck, right? Find those people and share their success stories. Dig into the the specifics. Dig into, you know, what did you believe before that, you know, before that broke through, before that, before you're able to break that limiting belief, what did you believe about the business? Well, how did you get over that? How did you how did you overcome that fear of the loss of control? How did you overcome that fear of turning your company over to a CEO and stepping back from the day to day operations? H- how did you break free from the fear of selling your company to somebody else? That's when it's your baby. You know, ask those types of questions that drill into the limiting beliefs that they had, and ask them how they broke through. And, and what is the result on the other side? You know, tell me about your life now. Tell me about what the business is doing now that you've scaled and exited, right? Get them to share that vision of what their life is like now after they've successfully done what you coach your clients to do, right? And again, it's great when these success stories can be your specific clients, but that won't always be the case, and that's okay. Just go and find as many as you can that have that story and help them share that story on your show. Then, you follow that up with solo content where it's solo episodes or articles or white papers or whatever, where you go into the specifics of how you help clients do that. What is different about your consulting that helps someone scale and exit their professional service firm? Talk about the tools, talk about the strategies, talk about the tactics, talk about the templates, talk about the process that you bring through people through that's different about your consulting. right? Give people an inside look at the strategic and tactical level of how you, uniquely you, help clients scale and exit, right? That will help people get that vision, not only of the before and after process from the people that you interview, but also about the specific process that you take people through, which sets you apart from every other consultant who works in the, you know, that it can help people do similar things. So that's the content you can share if you were a consultant in that situation and you wanna break that limiting belief that the company absolutely has to have them that they need to be involved in every major decision. Share the secrets and share the stories that will help them break that limiting belief by showing them what it looks like in another world where you don't have to be involved in every decision. Right, where you can sell your company to another uh, entity and watch it flourish after you walk away and how fulfilling your life can be after you scale and exit. Like show them all those things, right? That's the consulting example. All right, now let's shift gears to podcasting. How can we use podcasting and, and what, what kind of limiting beliefs do I run into on podcasting? This is really interesting. So my own agency, I would say that one of my focuses is to help people generate a 10x ROI off of their business podcast, right? And so I run into the limiting belief that in order to do this, they need to run like a Joe Rogan style, long form conversational podcast that gets a big audience. And then some small portion of that audience will turn around and buy something from them. Now that model works, but I don't think it's the best way to go for most thought leaders. And so I push back against that limiting belief because I think what happens is the results are they create a show that has it tries to go after too many different people and it leads them away from a very sharp, clear and compelling idea that cuts through the noise and builds a show that a smaller group of people will absolutely flip out and love. And then that keeps them from actually breaking into the mainstream because nobody's talking about their show. It just, it gets lost in the shuffle of other podcasts. And so I run into that limiting belief all the time. And I feel like I want to smash that limiting belief before people ever get to the agency level of having a call with me. And so what I do through this podcast and through solo episodes like this is I want to lay out the vision and the roadmap and the the specific strategic you know, approach and the tools that we use to help people build a show that makes them micro famous first so that then they can position themselves to potentially break into the mainstream later. Right. It's kind of a, hey, let's let's crawl before we get you running kind of approach. And so I am constantly in all of my content hitting that limiting belief over and over again. You don't need a big audience, you don't need a big audience, you don't need a big audience. What you need to be is micro famous. And then if you want to move to a big audience from there, it gives you a home base to launch from, right? So let's get micro famous. So I interview people and I share the success stories on the micro famous conversations podcast of people who have successfully done that. And we break down and analyze their micro famous journey. What was it like before? You know, how did they make the decision on who to focus on? What, how did they uncover their clear and compelling idea? What was the result? of them zeroing in on that audience and becoming micro famous there first what did that position them to do later on where are they now where are they shifting to and we really lay out the vision of how they've become micro famous over the course of time so that the listeners can hear that and go yeah i can do that like i can do that now i see and then i do solo episodes like this where i break down the specifics the tactics the strategy the systems the tools the templates like all the things that we use in our work with clients to help them become micro-famous, right, so that people have an even more clear, accurate picture, not just of what, what the vision is and what the roadmap is, but specifically, what are the things that we do that get our clients there so that they can look at that and go, that would work. I can see that working. Now I see. And then it breaks that limiting belief that they need this big audience in order to get big profits so that they go, they can come around to my point of view and go, you know, you're right. I think we, I do need to focus on being micro-famous first, position myself to where I can break into the mainstream later on if I choose. So that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast. And, and essentially, that's what anybody can do. You can do the same thing with your podcast. Figure out what the limiting beliefs are, right? And one of the best ways to do that, I've noticed this with working with clients, when we get them talking about you know, what, their, what their podcast is and, and who their ideal clients are, <clears throat> essentially what we do is we help them kind of map out their entire belief system. Beliefs, values, bold opinions, all the supporting evidence uh, that's come along in their lives that, that cause them to believe the things that they believe. And we wanna really help them zero in on, on one thing. What is the handful of really, really important beliefs that someone should agree with in order to make them an ideal client. So our goal is to kind of map out all of their beliefs but then narrow it down to five buying beliefs. Five key beliefs that if people agree with those five things, most likely they're an ideal client, right? From there, it's just a question of timing. The question is not whether you wanna work with them and they wanna work with you. The question is just are they ready right this second to pull the trigger? And that's what I would call buying beliefs right? Those five key beliefs that if they agree with you, they're pretty much an ideal client. The only question is when are they going to sign up? And you know, they're going to get results. You know, they're going to take action because they agree with the right things, right? That's the sort of beliefs that I want to identify. And then I want to use a podcast to drive home those beliefs over and over and over and over again right? Those key buying beliefs, the things that I want the audience to agree with me on, I'm going to hit those over and over and over again, right? Uh, Another example is is in my email nurture system. Uh, over the course of six months worth of content, I'm going to hit on those key buying beliefs, those same five or six beliefs. I'm going to hit on those over and over and over again. And I might spend a month in that email nurture system with emails systematically going out once or twice a week to the audience and, and enforcing one key belief for an entire month. And every email that goes out hits that one single belief that I want to, um, you know, a limiting belief that I want to break down and a buying belief that I want to build up right and so really it's I'm really excited about this concept of breaking limiting beliefs and I hope you really get get a vision for how this is done because I believe and I've seen it happen with my own eyes that you can have people that listen to your podcast and then show up on your doorstep on a sales call or an event or whatever and they just say look I'm ready to go I've been listening to your stuff you know I I didn't agree with everything you said at first but over time of listening to your podcast I have become a follower. I'm a fan. Um, I I am now a believer, right? We believe the same things, the, the same things that you think are important, I think are important. I've come to see the world the way that you see it. I want to take the action that you recommend because I want to get the results that you say are possible and I am ready to go. And if you want more of that in your thought leadership business, it's time to start focusing on limiting beliefs and breaking them in your content. So you break the limiting beliefs before they show up on your doorstep, instead of dealing with them after they've already signed up and you're trying to get people to take action. Because I don't know about you, but I'd much rather, much rather deal with limiting beliefs before people sign up than after. So. I hope you got the, uh, the vision for that. Hopefully that's helpful. Um, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Um, I appreciate everyone that rates and subscribes and shares the show and all that fun stuff. It feeds the algorithm. It helps reach more people. It helps more thought leaders make an impact in their industry where they are micro-famous. And once again, thank you so much. We'll see you on the next episode.